0: This is Barty and Haiti. We're your boozy brunch girlfriends. And welcome to our podcast, where we'll drink and discuss all the fun and random things that we're thinking about and experiencing in our lives. Our goal is to provoke new ideas, thoughts, and inspire you to have similar conversations with your girlfriends. No, 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 no. I wasn't finished with my tune. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well <laughs> now you can finish it for everyone
0: <laughs> i did i did <laughs> what's up party
1: what's up haiti
0: my tequila sunrise that's what's up
1: yeah it's so good it's delicious
0: it is it's fruity it's sweet i'm let me tell you these tequila drinks have all really impressed me <laughs>
1: I told they're, you. Now you're gonna join the tequila I mean, crew.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know vodka. You, you might have to move over. <laughs> Make room for some tequila in my life. <laughs> no, they're they're really good. They're um you know the flavors are all really good. Yeah. The uh the names are fun. fun. <laughs>
1: yeah, they are. They so are. I think
0: that alone makes drink fun, like I'm making a Diablo. You know?
1: (laughs) They remind me of vacations.
0: Yeah. Yep. So you know what I like about this tequila sunrise? Even though it's one of those familiar drinks, like, you know, you would order at a bar. It's pretty well known. It's kind of like up there with the margarita as far as being well known. Yeah, you can play around with it.
1: Yeah, you know. I, well, yeah. Like, I'm- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I looked up. I looked up a couple recipes, and it calls for grenadine. You know what? I didn't know you can actually make your own grenadine, and that's I what I ended up doing.
1: Oh, that's so cool! What? How did yeah. you make it?
0: Pomegranate juice. Oh, nice. And it called for sugar, but I used agave syrup.
1: Oh, nice. That's cool. Um,
0: and then it, there was an optional ingredient that I didn't use orange mm. blossom water. Okay. But because I used fresh orange juice instead mm-hmm. of like
1: regular, regular, orange. yeah, mm-hmm.
0: orange juice, I don't know. I think it probably has some orange blossom flavor in there. That's what I'm sure. telling myself. Yeah, sure. That's what I'm convinced. So, <laughs> yeah. So I did. Um, my homemade grenadine, which was okay. the pomegranate juice and the agave syrup. Mm-hmm. I did one and a half oranges, squeezed the juice out of mm-hmm. it. And the other half, I took a slice for garnish. Mm-hmm. And then I grabbed the actual pulp of the rest of the orange and I mm-hmm. mushed it up and I put mm-hmm. it in my
1: drink. Nice. Fancy. And then,
0: yeah, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and <laughs> then I did, you know, my three to four second pour of tequila. I used my uh reposado for this one
1: mm-hmm.
0: although I think the recipe calls for uh blanco but
1: yeah it just calls for yeah, yep
0: I used my uh reposado and then it it says garnish with maraschino cherries but I had morello cherries on hand so that's what I used and I just took a scoop of the morello cherries in the juice and everything and that all went in there. So it's cool. very sweet.
1: Yeah it is pretty sweet.
0: Yeah it's very sweet.
1: Yeah. So what did you do? I followed. I, I would, I guess you could say like a quote unquote traditional recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, I mixed the tequila with the orange juice. And um, so the recipe that I used said to uh, use, to, to shake the orange juice and the tequila really well. And then after that pour in the grenadine so that you could really get that sunrise color because mm-hmm. red will sit on the bottom so I actually did that and then I popped in a couple of Maraschino cherries and I did do a garnish of orange but I have now since then lost it <laughs>
0: <laughs> your orange walked away
1: <laughs> yeah I've lost it since then
0: <laughs> oh also my recipe called for salt around the rim
1: oh I didn't yeah. even think of that okay
0: mm-hmm. and I, I did actually that.
1: I think that this is a, such a great drink for um, not just brunch, but like maybe breakfast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right. If you're yeah. on vacation, right? Yeah. Like if you're on
1: vacation, you could have this for, with your breakfast.
0: Girl, that's why it's called a sunrise.
1: Right. Yeah. That's what I. Like, that's what I felt like. You have it at sunrise. <laughs> Exactly. That's what I was thinking. That was my takeaway from all of this. Tequila sunrise. Therefore, you must yep. have it at breakfast.
0: Breakfast time drink. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it has orange juice.
0: <laughs> yep. Exactly. I think Part this of would breakfast. be
1: a perfect, like, what is that thing called? Like hair of the dog or something like that. Like the next, if you're hungover the next day, having Oh, another like drink. having
0: another drink?
1: Yeah, is that called Care yeah. of the Dog? Am I wrong? I don't, I don't, I don't know, know what it's called, I but I've
0: heard about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, so so this is that. I I think <laughs> the perfect drink to have, like, if you're hungover <laughs> and you're having breakfast, just have
0: yourself a tequila sunrise. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. just, you know, especially yeah. on vacation. <laughs> the colors are
0: so pretty too. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, the the mix. Mine came out a little bit more purple because I used the pomegranate juice. So right, my right. pomegranate juice was not, it It wasn't really red. It was more purple. Right. So my drink wasn't. And my orange juice, because it was freshly squeezed, didn't have that bright orange color. Bright orange.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's the um, other thing. Like, I didn't use just regular orange juice. I used a orange juice with mango in it. Ooh. just like the simply simply orange is that what it's called yeah, simply yeah, orange. yeah yeah. Uh-huh. yeah so simply orange but they have one version that has mango in it as well
0: mm. nice. yeah, so it's pretty delicious that sounds yummy <laughs> mm-hmm. and what are we talking about today
1: so we're I guess like this is kind of like a continuation of like creating something. Uh, last time we talked about uh, writing and this time we're talking about actually creating some, something with your hands, if you will. So like whether it's knitting or crocheting or uh, painting or, um, you know, creating some art. Uh, yeah. So everything under the, the realm of that, like crafting and arts
0: hmm Yeah. And we're talking about that in the context of self-care. I don't know if it's just me, but I find that doing things with your hands is so relaxing, mm-hmm. meditative, and then like seeing a finished product is so satisfying.
1: Yeah, definitely. Seeing a finished product is really satisfying, especially if um, I have noticed that it's been really therapeutic for me to do stuff with my hands. Um, because the work that I do isn't something where I can see a finished product at the end of the road, right? The finished product is really different from my, for the work that I do. So I would imagine anybody that shares that with their work, they would find some kind of satisfaction after they actually do something with their hands as well. It's the same concept like when you garden, right? Mm-hmm. You, you you kind of like have the fruits of your labor, if you will. So it's the same kind of idea of like, you'll come out with something tangible in the end. Um, so I, I think that that's what makes it so special.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know you've done your fair share of uh, this kind of crafting, sewing, mm-hmm. um, some knitting.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've
0: mostly seen other people do it. I tried. <laughs> I've tried, but I've not been very successful at it. Definitely not not my um, strength. Not your I strength. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not in my. House, house, wheel, wheel,
1: wheelhouse, wheelhouse, house Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I, you know, I am really curious about like some of these sayings, like wheelhouse, and then I said hair of the dog earlier. Like, what
0: the? Yeah, where do these, these things, things even come from?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm we'll to have to look them up later. <laughs>
0: uh-uh. But what are some things that you find are like self care, or you know? of engaging in these activities? What, Yeah, you know, what stands out as self-care to you?
1: Yeah. Um, it's very similar to what we've already talked about when you're, when you're in the act of gardening or when you're in the act of writing, you kind of s- step away from the cycle that you're going through in your head. You really have to, especially if you're sewing, let's say you're sewing, whether it's hand sewing or, on the machine you're sewing. Um, you have to concentrate on like where the seam goes. If if you're using one eighth of an inch of a seam or whatever, num, you know, inch of a seam, seam, and you have to concentrate on all of that. You have to concentrate on the pattern, cutting the fabric the correct way. Because if you don't, it's going to get all kinds of fucked up. So, <laughs> and it's the same thing with right. Like gardening is very similar, right? You have to put the right amount of fertilizer. You have to water. You have to care um, for your plants in, in the right way, get the right soil. So it takes you away from the cycle that's going on in your head because you have to pay attention to something different. So in in that respect, it is very therapeutic because it just gives you a moment to like stop the cycle of whatever is repeating in your head and allow you to pay attention to something different. And by, like by the time you're end you're done with the product or the the action that you've done, you're like, what was I upset about again? <laughs> or what was I like? What was I like pissed about earlier? Like, all right, what was that argument all about? Yeah, <laughs> it's gone. It's completely gone. So it's just like a really good way to like get into your body and do some, use that energy in a different way through your body.
0: It's so funny because when I was listening to you, I was thinking, oh, so basically, it just. Gives you an opportunity to focus your energy elsewhere.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly,
0: you know, to just shift things. I remember when I was a little girl, my mom used to sew. Mm-hmm. Um, she would make clothes for me and my sisters. Yeah, um, and I, I think it's something that she's done forever like she did it for work when she was very very young and then it just kind of carried into her life in other ways yeah you know when once she had kids i would imagine i i've never asked her this but i would imagine that she did it as as a pastime and as a way of you know focusing her energy away from things that brought her stress because she also did this she don't she was not very successful at but she also did ceramics at one point when we were kids oh my gosh
1: that's so cool (laughs) I haven't (laughs) gotten into ceramics (laughs) haven't gone down that path yet
0: (laughs) I tried ceramics when I was in high school because it was offered as an elective like as an art you know art class elective I was terrible at it
1: so (laughs) terrible I yeah I would imagine I like me personally I don't think that I would be so great at ceramics because I am also not really good at like sculpturing or painting or you know drawing something freehand I'm not like I'm good with okay this is the this is the you know, the form I have to make. I I know how to trace it on the material. I know how to cut the material. Same thing with like knitting or crocheting. Okay, I know this is the pattern that I have to make over and over. Once my hands know how to do that pattern, I'm good. But if you ask me like, oh yes, go paint this, you know, like go be van Gogh. That's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> so I imagine uh,
0: I'm sorry
1: yeah (laughs) ceramics is like the same kind of um same place for me (laughs) like that's not gonna happen I'm not gonna be good at which is totally fine too you don't have to be you don't have to be good at any of these things
0: well it just made me think of something else that it's also an opportunity to be introspective a little bit Mm-hmm. you know and to get to know yourself
1: yeah and know yeah.
0: your strengths and know the things that are not either an interest to you or are not not your strengths or know your limitations like yeah I know ceramics is not my thing. I made a coil pot, which consists of rolling, uh, you know, the clay. And you roll it into a snake, like a very thin snake. And then you yeah. have to, r- r- like, wrap it around and pile it on itself mm-hmm. to make a pot.
1: Okay. Right?
0: And then you bake it. Well... My coil pot had holes everywhere, so it
1: wasn't usable.
0: Because, no, it was not usable.
1: Oh darn! I really, <laughs> I you know, I am curious. Has like, anyone taken? I a-
0: guess. I mean, I think what happened was when it baked that, like, I didn't adhere the pieces enough, so it they just separated in baking. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it it had holes everywhere. Like it was just but- not usable.
1: This does make me super, super curious to know, like, did anybody else take a ceramics class, whether it's high school, college, whenever, it doesn't matter when you took it last year. It doesn't matter. Um, and if you did take it, did you come out of the ceramics class with something usable? I am <laughs> super curious about this now because I have yet to meet one person that went to a ceramics class and came out of there with something they can actually use on a day-to-day basis yeah i don't know
0: i mean when i remember when we were kids my mom took that ceramics class and she made mugs and we used them for a little while and that's cool they were okay (laughs)
1: like they were okay
0: (laughs) they They were were were, (laughs) definitely you know they they were not terrible they were not my coil pot
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious oh my god that's hilarious so <laughs> Yeah. I mean, also, like, talk about usefulness, too. Um, I know that, like, I, I have a friend that uh, knits and crochets, and she has made, like, herself hats, gloves, mittens. She's given uh, scarves away. She's made uh, scarves, blankets, hats, you know, and she's given those to folks, you know. And I think that that's really cool. And same thing with sewing. Like I actually, um, I took a class for this, but I actually learned how to sew. A, um, the, the whole purpose of, of it was to sew leather. And, but coming out of the class, you actually walk away with a leather tote. So I've actually sewn a leather tote and I learned how to sew leather in general. So that that's also a skill that, you know, not everybody has and not that I need to know how to sew leather, but just saying it's really cool to like, I know how to do that now.
0: <laughs> That's really awesome. Actually, it reminds me of a TED talk that I listened to a few weeks back. And the guy was talking about, you know, in a scenario where we have no electricity, no technology, and we have to revert back to, you know, pre whatever times you <laughs> yeah <know? laughs> i yeah. don't i don't know what to call them you know times when everything we have today no longer exists
1: exist? yeah
0: yeah Yeah, those are the people that are going to help restart the world, like the people who have those kind of skills, the people who can make furniture with their hands, who don't need electricity to make furniture, people who know how to sew leather and make clothing and, you know, don't need modern technology to make those things happen. Those are the people that are going to help reestablish society.
1: That's a really interesting take. Like, what would it? I am curious like what would it take to for that to even happen but um, but I I like how cool is it that the hobby or the or the self-care hobby that you have turns into something that actually could potentially be useful for your life cuz like I do I stand by this with like the knitting knitting crocheting or sewing especially like we all wear clothes Mm -hmm. like we all (laughs) wear clothes right I mean unless you're in a nudist colony and that's cool but for like regular life we all have to wear Yeah, for the
0: most part most people Yeah. yeah
1: yeah so I think that that's really cool um I also think that like anybody that's artistic that can make art or has that um, art, artistic point of view that can take really lovely pictures and things like that. Like how cool you have art in your home all the time. Like, mm-hmm. and that's coming out of your own hobby that you use as like a, whether it's like a passion project or it's, it's a hobby for self-care. Like how cool is that you come out with something really tangible.
0: Yep. I, I mean, in addition to having it for yourself, it's also something you can share with sure. others around you, mm-hmm. you know, like you can gift it, you can yeah. sell it if, you know, yes. if, that's, if like, if you're really that good at it, you can sell it. Yeah. And- you know, help yourself financially with it. Yeah. Or, you know, I like I said, I remember as a kid, my mom used to make some of our clothes and I don't know, like, I, I don't think we were financially in a situation where she needed to make clothes for us. But I would imagine that was, you know, r- relieving in a sense to be able to do that, to not have to worry about purchasing clothes for your kids because you can make it.
1: Yeah, I was watching um just time pass, not because I was watching it, I needed to. Um, I was watching Gilmore Girls one time, and the main character Lorelai, she sews a lot. Like, in fact, she she made her daughter's I don't know, like prom dress or something <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. She, um, her mom had gotten them the party dresses that they were going to wear for their for uh, Rory's sweet sixteen, and she. Uh, altered them so the for in the show it's not shown as this is like her self-care hobby but it is certainly something that she did out of necessity but she continued to use even when it wasn't a necessity any longer so I think that like there is something that could potentially go hand in hand here that some of your your hob like some of your hobbies could turn into something that now fulfill a necessity that maybe you couldn't find outside in the world or couldn't afford or whatever the case may be
0: mm-hmm. yeah and in addition to that it just it made me think of something else when you said you know her mom uh altered the dresses like the mm-hmm. thought of like oh my mom did that so yeah the thought of things to pass down mm-hmm. that, that were made by you like things to pass How down cool to future generations <laughs> you know like my mom made um she knitted blankets for my yes. girls and for my niece that i have um, stored, they don't use them anymore, but I have them stored because in my head, sometime in the future, they could use them, you know, whether they use them as a decorative piece in their own homes, or they use it for their own kids, if they have kids in the future yeah. but it's something that I can pass down to them when my mom's no longer around that my mom made for them.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. This is like such a great point that we can actually, if, if your hobby becomes like something that, you know, stays with you, um, and I'm gonna take this back to gardening for a second too. So like let's just say your hobby is gardening, or let's say that your hobby is sewing or knitting or crocheting, whatever, right? Any of these apply. Then you're literally like you could pass something down like that. So let's say you're you mentioned that you're planting um some pear and apple trees, right? Mm-hmm. We already talked about how like they need to be there for multiple like years for them to actually fruit and then also fruit really yummy uh, apples or pears. Right. (laughs) Same thing with the knitting you're going to start off and then you're going to probably have a couple of tries before you can knit like the perfect blanket that that's a tangible thing that you can give to your child or to your grandchild or pass it down. Talk about like something so special and passing it down to someone Mm -hmm. and it came out of, I came out of, you know, a hobby that you found for yourself in in order to take care of yourself and now you're sharing that gift with someone.
0: I mean, think about even if you think about it from the self-care perspective, think about the satisfaction of knowing that something that came
1: Mm-hmm. from
0: in your own hands, whether it's something that you made or something that you planted that's going to remain after you're gone as like part mm-hmm. of your legacy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's totally a part of the legacy that you leave behind. And, you know, unless you, uh, like people may or may not know that that was your hobby and that was like how you found, um, how you cared for yourself If they do, that's cool, because then then they can say like, oh, you know, Haiti, she planted those trees out of like a hobby that she she purposefully incorporated in her life because she wanted to take care of herself. And look, look at these beautiful trees and we all eat from them now. You know, it's the same thing with the knitting and the the sewing. Oh, Barty started these hobbies as a way of self-care and oh cool, she passed down this leather tote to me.
0: Mhm. Yeah, pretty amazing. It is. is there Yeah. Is there anything that you wish you knew? before you started engaging in any of these like activities or crafting, how, like what would you call these? I don't, I don't know.
1: Like, <laughs> I don't know what I would call them to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I think I'm, I'm using the general term of arts and crafts. Um, what, what, like the thing that I think I learned was patience. You know, it's a it's very similar to the gardening one that I think you and I both have learned. (laughs) You need a lot of patience. Um, And especially with sewing. You have to be really precise with your cut cutting, like your fabric cutting. Um, So precision and patience are really key Patience with yourself, patience with yourself because you're learning something new. Uh, Position for your, like, focus. You really do need to be focused. It's the same thing with when you're writing. You should be focused on what you're writing you know, um, if you're using prompts to write, you should be focused on like what the prompt is asking you to to write for. If you're, if you're doing free, free form writing, then you should be focused on like the word, like, you know, just writing the words and not thinking just like purely just, just write the thing, (laughs) just Mm -hmm. through your hand, right? Same thing with gardening, you have to be really keen, focused on like, oh, I have to take care of the soil. I have to do this. I have to do that. Because if you don't, you can mess up the roots. You could do a lot of weird things to your plants. <laughs> Ask me. I know. <laughs> I've done it all. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, so I think those are the two pieces, um, patience and precision. The, the focus that you need to do those um, activities. And that's exactly what takes you out of the, that like, whatever moment you're having.
0: I feel like we have a lot of recurring themes and mm-hmm. all of yeah. these, you know, we, we keep going back to focus. We keep going back to patience mm-hmm. and what a wonderful skill to develop through a hobby yeah, to, to have patience with yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I
0: feel like so many of us are not patient enough with ourselves like we have the all these expectations that we're gonna behave in a certain way or react in a certain way to situations and you know these hobbies like seemingly unimportant things yep teach us that very important skill of being patient with ourselves
1: yeah I would even like <laughs> you know I would even say like you know how you're patient with your friend or you're patient with like someone else, just not yourself. <laughs> like, you need that type of patience with all of your hobbies and everything that you do in life, but just especially when you're learning something brand new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
0: I think that so often we are kinder to others than we would be to oh, ourselves. Oh,
1: yeah. Absolutely. And like, <laughs> I think about this. This is like, you know, if, you know, like we've killed so many plants between us and I've ruined so many. <laughs> like, I'm sure you've ruined a lot of like material too, like trying to sew or make something or create something. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if I. If I, like, talked myself out of it, I could have, um, but I didn't. I just kept choosing to come back to it and trying again and trying again and trying again. So
0: there's another recurring theme, right? Yeah. Just resilience. Keep-
1: resilience, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, keep, Especially keep with the planting. It. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: So yeah, so be resilient or it'll, it'll help you create resilience. Um, it'll help you become more patient and it will help you become more focused because if you're not if you're not focused, if you're not patient, then the res, you're not going to build that resilience and you're going to probably harm some material or yarn or paint. <laughs> or, crafts, whatever, whatever you're doing, right? So like we're specifically talking um, about...
0: ceramic that. clay.
1: Yeah, ceramic clay. <laughs> I have I have destroyed material. I have destroyed yarn. I have um I almost destroyed my the leather material that when I was making the tote, I was really close to actually doing it. I realized really um it was just a mistake. It, 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 but it was also because of my I was little anxious (laughs) like oh my gosh (laughs) what am I doing (laughs)
0: Uh -uh. so yeah yeah so one of the things that comes to mind and we talked Mm -hmm. about this a while back when Mm -hmm. we first started talking about hobbies is accessibility Mm -hmm. to all of these things yeah because it's nice talking about them it's nice to think about them as an option but for so many people out there they can seem so inaccessible
1: yeah yeah so um in terms of like sewing um here here's what i know uh youtube has a lot of really great videos to learn how to sew you could learn how to hand sew now if you're interested in sewing with a sewing machine, my I recommend going on Craigslist. I have done this in the past when I was looking for my sewing machine and How I love Facebook them.
0: marketplace
1: Oh yeah Facebook Marketplace is a great one too So look on those two sites. What happens is or estate sales what happens is people have older sewing machines like a, for example, a good singer um, sewing machine lasts forever. Okay. So you don't have to get the brand new sewing machine. You could get a drinky dinky one from 50 years ago. That's literally what my mom has. I kid you not. It has like three or four stitches on it. That's all you, that's all you need to start learning. You, you don't have to, you don't, sometimes they give it away. So you could literally buy it or take it away for free because those are clunkier. They're heavier. Um, So that's one option for sewing machine. For yarn and knitting needles, um, so what Michaels does in my neighborhood and in other neighborhoods, I've heard this pretty frequently about Michaels, what they do is at the end of the season or at the end of – yeah, like like it was probably it's probably at the end of the season or probably every six months or something. They do this like big sale where they put a bunch of things into a bag. They tie up the bag and they sell the entire bag for four to five dollars. And the bag will be filled with knitting needles, crochet needles, and yarn as well. So you're That's awesome. Yeah, like knitting needles. <laughs> like <laughs> knitting needles are more than five (laughs) dollars I mean I was just
0: gonna say for four to five dollars you could just you know take a stab at knitting and make hats for your whole family
1: exactly exactly you'll get you'll get some yarn sometimes it's product that like was opened by a customer and then returned what have you and it's like who really cares you like in COVID times all you just have to do is like clean everything off with a Clorox wipe or whatever and you'll be good to go um so, the, so you know, you could do that for um, for painting and things like that. Honestly, you don't have to buy expensive equipment.
0: Time- you can go to the dollar store. The
1: dollar store, exactly. Time and time again, a lot of people that paint have said that the cheap paint brushes actually work better. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like the, the dollar store is a great spot for crafting supplies. Yes. Especially they, if you're just starting out, you want to try stuff out. You yeah, want to see, You know, whether you like it or not, or if it's something that you're good at or not.
1: Yeah. But I would, I would highly recommend anybody that's looking into getting into knitting or sewing a lot of really great YouTube videos are out there. They teach you the basics to get started and to get material, the actual uh, material to do things like that, you, Marketplace and Greg, Craigslist, both of those will have options for you to or check out estate sales. Estate sales have a bunch of things. Um, so check those things out.
0: You know, might be a good resource too, free cycle
1: oh yeah free most, cycle yeah, yeah
0: most localities have um like their own version of free cycle yeah. where people just put stuff up for free sometimes yep. they're looking to swap something for it and sometimes they're just looking to get rid of it get rid of so it They're just looking for somebody to come by and pick it up
1: yeah actually i was going to i know this is not the gardening one and i've mentioned gardening several times um but there are a lot of parallels that's why um free cycle and marketplace you'll find a lot of people giving away their plants because they're moving especially right now there's so many people moving and they're just moving all around so they can't take all of their plants with them they can't take big plants with them what have you that's a really great way to great way to get started yeah it's a really great way to get a plant or some yarn or some knitting needles or crochet needles or what have you (laughs) um and if it's a and for everyone that has like family members that or friends that are really into like trying things, ask them. be like, "Hey, do you have a spare knitting needle that I can have to learn?" And nobody's gonna really say no to you. Just ask.
0: No, I think I think sometimes we get bogged down in thinking we have to purchase things or yeah, you don't. We have to spend a bunch of money to start a hobby or to start doing something.
1: for ourselves yeah it
0: doesn't doesn't have to be that way at all
1: it doesn't have to be that way at all I promise you then especially the the sewing machine one because I when I got my sewing machine I looked and there were so many people sometimes schools like Parsons and stuff like that they'll be giving away because they're upgrading their machines check that out too
0: art schools
1: yeah art schools yep yeah, yeah If
0: you live, person. if you live near an art school.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be swapping things out. So yeah, it's. It, it, no tons of it resources. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't let it stop you. Um, and if you mess it up, who cares? Try again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. That. And yeah. if you're. Yeah. And no if you look- mess it up
1: yeah and if you're looking for recommendations on like what to start with in like sewing I can give you some really good recommendations on what to start with there's some really great um YouTube videos that I have found in the past that I found useful and they they just do like regular tote bags some do tote bags with a zipper some do tote bags with a front pocket. So there's a lot of really good options that you can just start with. And how cool is that you can actually use a tote bag when you go shopping right here and there or out or whatever.
0: Super awesome. Mm -hmm. Super awesome. Is there anything else that we want to tell our listeners about arts and crafts, crafting us self-care? I think, I
1: think the main thing I would say to everyone is find the thing that resonates most with you. And um, like, if you haven't found it yet, I encourage you to keep trying all the different things that we've already mentioned. So we've already talked about arts and crafts today, and there's so much under here, right? Like there's knitting, there's sewing, there's crocheting, there's painting, there's coloring, there's, Drawing, sketching, all of these apply, right? So you could try any of these. We've talked about journaling. We've also talked about gardening. All of, just try one or two or three and see what what speaks to you the most and go down that path because you have to take care of yourself and, you know, what a cool way to take care of yourself by by tending to a new hobby.
0: Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I just I think the the piece about all the recurring themes really solidifies that for me. You mm-hmm. know, like just go out there and try something. You'll learn to have some patience with yourself and to focus your energy on something other than whatever is bugging you at the time. Yeah. And to be resilient. And if you fuck it up, you try again.
1: Exactly. And and if you fuck it up again, you try again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And I think like, the, you know, what I will leave you with, and this is what I left, what I said last time too, when we were wrapping up is if you aren't creating, you're consuming. So here's an opportunity. We talked about, a couple of months ago we talked about like the the world that you want to create, right? Here's an opportunity for you to literally create your world. hmm So yeah. good luck. Let us know. Yes.
0: <laughs> so I think that's all, folks. Go out yeah. there and create something.
1: Yes. And and show us. We want to see.
0: <laughs> yes, please. Please, please bombard our Instagram with some pictures of what you're creating. Yes. At Boozy Brunch Podcast on Instagram. We want to see pictures of what you're doing.
1: Cool, cool. Until next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on Boozy Brunch. We're your hosts, Barthi and Haiti. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and join us again next week for another Boozy Brunch. What should we drink next week?